When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Alright, good to have you tuning in tonight. Toronto Blue Jays struggling again against the Texas Rangers. 5-1 for Texas in the 7th as uh, those teams continue to jockey for the wild card spots. Of course, uh, we were keeping an eye on Monday Night Football during the show last night. My goodness, Aaron Rodgers out for the season with an Achilles injury. Took four snaps for the New York Jets, though the Jets did get that thrilling victory over the Bills in overtime last night. Uh, went home last night, uh, walked over to first round to meet a buddy. So I saw most of the fourth quarter. Saw the doink field goal go in to tie it and then the dramatic punt return touchdown for the Jets to get the victory. The Elks coming off their own dramatic victory. They're back on the practice field today. They have uh, signed a contract extension with one of their key players. We'll tell you who that is in a few minutes. Elks at Riders on Friday night, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff game at 7.30 here on 6.30. Chet, Oilers note today, Adam Ernie signed to a professional tryout contract, 28 years of age 6-1 they list him at 212 last four seasons with Detroit 241 games 62 points he uh, came into the NHL with the Lightning taking 33rd overall back in 2013 so another guy competing for a spot at training camp which is uh, coming up next week the rookie tournament Bob told you he's going off to Penticton the Oilers uh, will be playing three games there Friday through Monday the uh, rookies will have uh, their medicals and physicals tomorrow do some uh, media availabilities and all that kind of stuff uh, so something to keep an ear out for on Oilers Now and Inside Sports in the days to come. You can get in touch 780-496-0063 The Good Old Hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can email the show Inside Sports at 630Ched.com Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins R-E-I-D W-I-L-K-I-N-S Oilers Now in its new time slot 5-7 to seven, preceding Inside Sports, Oilers GM Ken Holland joined Stoff off the top of that show today. Want to hit on a couple of highlights uh, from that Holland interview. Of course, two of the younger players that a lot of you are going to be keeping an eye on this season. Philip Broberg, defenseman. I know I've been asked a lot about uh, Broberg if I think he's going to be a regular this season. I expect that he will. He did play 46 games last year. He did get eight points. He did go plus six. He played about 12 and a half minutes per game. I think he's on the right trajectory. And 
then, of course, Dylan Holloway, who got into 51 games, had his first career goal along the way, wound up with three goals and six assists for nine points, only played 9.35 per game. A clear opportunity for him to uh, assert himself and maybe really craft out a spot on the third line this season. Both guys, though, still pretty young, which Ken Holland wanted to remind everybody of. Well, first off, I would say, you know, I think one's 21 and one's 22. Uh, I mean, you know, Dylan's first year probably didn't play hockey till February. So, you know, he's maybe got a year and a half of, you know, and unfortunately last year he went down after 50 games and, you know, first game in the American League got injured and missed most of the most of the end of the season. So, you know, Dylan states he's 21. You know, to rush to judgment on 21 and 22 year olds, personally, I think it's a, ma- a massive mistake. Yep. Um, you know, I, you look at you know you look at uh, um, you know what is you know now goalies are a little bit different, but certainly Skinner was in year four. You know, it was this. You know, I think this was year four yep. for Bush. You know. When you're trying to win, and you've got an established team, and lots you've got, you've got lots of veteran players, um, it's a way different situation than a young player going to a team that's in a rebuild mode. And they just throw you out there and let you make mistakes and let you play. So we're not in that mode. So you know, sometimes as a young player, you got to be patient. I think that's what Evan Bouchard was. He was patient for you know three and a half. You know, year one he was in the American League. Year two he was here in the in the Canadian division. I think he played what 10 games out of 56 or 11 didn't play much you know last year he was on the roster kind of you know playing 15 16 minutes a night and then eventually the trade came and bang he was ready to to take advantage of the situation so um i think it's it's no different with broberg it's no different with holloway or any of these other young players they gotta they gotta you know they gotta be patient they gotta do all their things in the off season they gotta do everything they can and when opportunity knocks whether it's a a, a trade to open up an opportunity or an injury then you've got to go in and you've got to take advantage of that all right so broberg and holloway uh two younger guys the Oilers will be looking for more from this season we know that ken holland is patient he started that clip off by saying hey they're 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 pretty young early 20s still relatively recent draft picks uh fair comment for sure but we also know with the oilers uh, cap situation they're going to need guys who aren't making a ton of money to uh to find a way to contribute so uh, two of the mini players to keep an eye on this season of course in net will it be a bounce back season for jack campbell most of the year uh very subpar if not outright poor just an 888 save percentage for campbell during the regular season 3.41 goals against average his win-loss record a little misleading he went 21-9-4 and but those other key goalie stats not very good here's what holland had to say about jack campbell you know, Jack had flashes of brilliance last year. I think what was it in February? Didn't he win nine in a row? And yes. then I thought when he went in a relief multiple times in the playoffs, he played excellent. It, 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 I think it was just it was it was it was the up and down, you know. And, and certainly in that, you're looking for that consistency. Um, and I know at the end of the year, when 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 we met with him, uh, Woody and I in the exit interview, um, he was he was excited about the finish. He was excited about uh, you know his off season. Uh, um, 
plan. And obviously, you, you, you know, you, you, he looks in, in great shape. He seems to talk to him a, a little bit. He seems to be uh, in a great in a great place. Um, certainly, you need two goalies over 82 games. One guy can't. There's nobody in the league that plays, you know, 75 or 80 anymore. You, it's, it's a two-goalie league. Uh, we need both goalies going. Um, and I'm looking for Jack to, uh, you know, statistically, this past year was, I think, his worst year as a National Hockey League uh, goaltender. So, uh, again, I, I think that, you know, when he played to his best and and, and uh, it was everything we had hoped for, but was probably too many ups and downs and uh, the consistency that you look for, especially in net. And uh, uh, I'm expecting he's going to bounce back and uh, and we're going to get great goaltending from him and Stu Skinner. All right. Well, Hall is showing a lot of faith in Campbell. Why wouldn't he? He signed him to the contract. And I, I think, I mean, really, there's nowhere to go but up but Campbell. And he did show signs of going up in the second half of the season in the playoffs. I still think he should have got at least one start uh, at some point in the postseason. Uh, last year's coaching staff didn't see it that way. But uh, I do think Campbell's going to be better this year for your Edmonton Oilers. All right. So I uh, can also tell you, New contract today as we shift gears to the Edmonton Elks for center Mark Cordy, the local guy from Spruce Grove. He's been on this show several times over the years, going back to when he played not just for the Ottawa Red Blacks, but also for the U of A Golden Bears. So it's a three-year extension, keeping him in green and gold through the 2026 season. So uh, Cordy going to be an elk for the long term here. I think he's pretty excited about that. Uh, he spoke at practice today before the extension was announced, and uh, he's looking forward to playing the Riders on Friday. We had him on the ropes twice and, and kind of let him off the hook a little bit. So, you know, this time looking to, you know, get a good win here, finish out. It's going to be a big crowd in, in Saskatchewan like it always is. We know it's going to be loud, you know, manage the noise and go down and play our game and, and have a good fourth quarter like we just talked about, and, and we'll get a win. All right, so a little bit there for Mark Cordy. And, yeah, the I, I mean, look, it, like I've been saying, it, the Elks encouraging lately much better with Trey Ford as quarterback. They've gone three and two since Ford took over and Jarius Jackson took over calling the plays. Even the two games they lost, they scored points. They had double-digit leads in both those games against Winnipeg and then against Calgary on Labor Day. Uh, if the Elks wind up uh, whistling, missing the playoffs by a couple of wins, I think you can point to the two losses to Saskatchewan as the real painful ones. First game of the season, first and goal on the one with about six minutes left, didn't score. And then, of course, the eight-point lead late in the fourth quarter in Regina a few weeks ago. Riders tie it with a two-point touchdown and a two-point convert, and then the uh, kickoff goes past C.J. Sims into the end zone, and he makes no effort to run it out. And it was a rouge that would uh, ultimately win the game for Saskatchewan. So uh, we'll see where we go. But, uh, yeah, I think a good chance for the Elks to jump on the Riders, who Chris Jones, but Chris Jones points out should be pretty angry after losing by 45 points to Winnipeg. Nobody likes to, you know, go through a game like they went through most recently. And, you know, uh, you know, Craig Dickinson and his staff, they do a real nice job of coaching. And so they'll they'll be ready to play. All right. Again, game coming up on Friday, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff game at 730. One of the guys who came through with some big plays for the Elks against Calgary. Receiver Eugene Lewis coming up inside sports on Chet. This is Leon Dreisettle from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30. Chad. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight, Jack. Michael scheduled to join us as we move along as well. And uh, man, oh man, 
Starting to get busy. Of course, we got uh, every Elks game for you here on 6.30, Chet. Just five games left. Uh, again, playoffs unlikely, but we'll see if they can. Well, they pretty much have to run the table. Winning four out of five, they, they, they might get in, but certainly more entertaining. So they got a game Friday. They got a game uh, next Friday as well, the 15th and the 22nd. Then they go into a bye week, but we're going to have plenty of live sports for you. Uh, five. The Oilers start the preseason on September 24th with five games in seven days. We'll have them all for you. The 24th, 25th, 27th, 29th, and 30th, and then uh, three more games into October, the first game of the regular season. Not that far away, October 11th against the Vancouver Canucks, and then the Oilers' home opener Saturday, October 14th, also against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. High expectations for the Oilers. And uh, I don't think that they're misplaced. I get the sense that some of you, not all of you, some of you get a little bit nervous when you hear people saying the Oilers, people like me even, saying the Oilers are good enough to win the Stanley Cup. They're on a short list of contenders. Well, they they are. They are. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I mean, look, Stoff and I and Escott kind of listed off six teams that that we think are the the, the leaders to, to win the Stanley Cup. We listed six teams. That means at least two of them won't even make the semifinals, but they're pretty good. Before we get to our next guest, Kellen, can you fire? Because I want our, our next guest to hear this audio because he probably ne- never gets to hear his play being described and other big plays uh, in his game being described. So, Kellen, fire that uh, little minute uh, 20 recap that we had yesterday. Ball's going to go back to Kevin Brown. He's going to find another hole. He gets to the 30. He gets to the 20. Can he make it? Touchdown. And they're up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks. Kevin Brown to the end zone. Here's Trey Ford on second down. Stands in the pocket. He'll whistle one ahead, and that's another interception as uh, Robertson picks it up. And uh, Trey Ford has now thrown a pair of picks in this one. And it is up and through. And it's now 23-7. There's the snap. Cornelius dives over. Touchdown, Elks. Taylor Cornelius. Here he is on first down. Takes the snap. Drops back. Settles into the pocket and throws. He's going to the end zone for this one. You hear it. Dylan Mitchell. Touchdown, Elks. And all of a sudden, the offense is awake. He's bouncing in the pocket. He'll throw. And it's complete on the far side. To Eugene Lewis. Got to go. Got time in the pocket. Throws over the top. And it goes incomplete. Flag. Flags come out on the play. Two Stampeders are all over Dylan Mitchell. There's the throw. It is complete to the 35 you got to get up and spike line. it. Ball is down. Kick is up. Dolly good. Dean Faithful has won it for the Edmonton Elks. A comeback win, 25-23. And the Elks are victorious in the Labor Day rematch. All with right. Calgary Stampede. Uh, Morley Scott, Dave Cabell with the call. And my next guest featured prominently in that highlight pack, Edmonton Elks receiver Eugene Lewis checking in. Eugene, it's Reed. What's it like hearing that, man? Yeah, man, it's beautiful, man, at the end of it, man. First off, I just thank my Lord Jesus Christ for the opportunity. But, man, the best part about the whole thing is getting a win at the end, man. So just just really happy we, we came together as a team at the end, man, and did what we had to do to get that win. Uh, after a game, will you uh, – like, I know there's a lot of game film, but will you actually watch a TV broadcast and listen to the commentators, or do you not do that? Uh, actually, I would love to, but um, sometimes we have, like, uh, some problems getting the access to that, uh, like the game film, um, when the announcers and everything is like that is talking. So sometimes they have some, like, 
some of the clips on YouTube, but um, I like hearing that. I like watching it from that game perspective just to hear, you know, other people's thoughts and things like that and just, you know, just see how the crowd reacts and things like that. So um, if I'm ever able to get the chance, I'll, I'll definitely try to. Eugene, uh, obviously it, it was a, a tough uh, first of about two and a half quarters on Saturday against Calgary until you guys started moving the ball. You know, what turned it around? And, and were you guys, like, you know, there have been some tough games this year. Were you guys still pretty confident even facing that deficit? Yeah, man, just sticking with it. Uh, people got to understand that the CFL, man, it's a long game. And uh, those last three minutes, you know, as we've seen the last two weeks, you know, just playing against Calgary the last two weeks, uh, the last two, the last three minutes is everything. Um, there's so much that happens. There's so much that can happen. And uh, it's just about just understanding that, Anything can happen in those last three minutes, no matter how much you're down or no matter how much you're up. And you got to just stay with it to the end. And, um, you know, we just made some extra plays at the end and more than Calgary. Uh, you, like I said, you were featured in a couple of those highlights. Uh, you made the play along the sideline to start that drive. You made the catch before the field goal. Uh, you got a long pass off a blitz in the fourth quarter. There was another play where Ford had to scramble and you sort of came back to the ball and, uh, and made the catch. Uh, I, 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 I know the answer to this, but I kind of want want to hear it in your own words, and maybe you're going to take me unexpected, but I'm assuming like you want the ball in those situations. The bigger the play, I'm assuming the more you want the ball. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's been a lot of my career. People have followed it. Um, you know, they call me fourth quarter gene, too, sometimes a lot of my career. I've done a lot of things in the fourth quarter. Um, and that's, that's really been since I've been in high school, man, in high school and in college. And that's just something I always, I always uh, you know, try to take pride in just, you know, big-time plays make big-time plays and big-time games, you know, when it's time to do it. So, yeah, man, I want the ball. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not – I don't feel like I'm the best receiver for no reason. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, with my contract and everything, people expect me to get it too. So, and I expect it myself. So, um, I'm just trying to help my team win each and every time. And that's, that's all I do. Uh, you guys have won three or last four, three and two since Trey Ford became the quarterback. And, and we've seen him keep a lot of plays alive with his legs. Sometimes he runs, sometimes he scrambles. And you're a guy that he's been able to find off the scramble. How do you – what do you start to do when you see Trey on the move? Can you take us inside your mind a little bit? Like there's a called play, and then all of a sudden things start changing. Tell us about how you adapt. Yeah, so for me, um, a lot – I mean, some people know, some people don't, but um, I played quarterback in high school, um, and, I, and, and uh, I took it actually like really serious. Uh, I could have went to college for a couple of schools and things like that, but um, when it comes to like scramble drills, uh, I, my mind goes to quarterback mind. So it's kind of just about getting in the vision of the quarterback to give you a chance so that he sees you so you can get the ball. But um, even even in the, since I was in college, you, we also have scramble drills too. Like there's certain places that you're supposed to be, you know, for scrambles and things like that. Um, but I always just try, try to find that open hole, you know, and just be that safe haven for the quarterbacks on scrambles. All right, well, and, and you've been very good doing that. I, I mentioned Trey Ford, very exciting. As I'm sure you know how, how how popular he's become very quickly here in Edmonton. Um, we see what he can do. You've played with a lot of quarterbacks. Like, what's next for Trey? We've seen how exciting he is. Why should we be excited about what's going to come next? Where where's he going? Uh, what's the next step for him? Uh, so like you got, like you said, like Trey is very dynamic, um, and we gotta also understand too, like he's a young quarterback. This is his second year, and things like that. So it's still so much for him to grow with. But you know, um, to grow comes with experience, and, and you know, getting game reps. 
And, you know, for him, we all know that he, he's going to, at some point in time, he's going to find some type of crease and he's going to run for about 40, 50 yards. Um, and the next step for him is just, you know, just keep developing his passing game. He, he's doing a good job so far. Um, at the same time, you know, it's things that he knows and we all know that he's trying to get better at and he's trying to, you know, see the field. And um, I think as time goes on and as experience comes, you know, the game slows down for you, you know, especially at the quarterback position. You start seeing things slower. Uh, you start, uh, you know, having more trust throws and, and things like that. Because, you know, when you're a young player, you, at first you're just trying to make sure you get your foot in the door and that you put yourself in a situation that, you know, you can continue to, you know, grow in your career. So, um, you know, at the same time, we just, we're growing with Trey. He's growing with us. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep helping him every time he throws us the ball to be a racer for him and uh, just make it right. Eugene Lewis from the Elks joining us tonight at Inside Sports. Dean Faithful, uh, what did you think of the Queen's Wave celebration? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, that was awesome, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, it, just, it just brought another another vibe to the, to the game. And, uh, you know, just that's him as his personality. Like, if you just talk to him and uh, you're around him, like, it's just, for him to do that, it's, it's just like it's the perfect man. It's the icing on the cake for him, man. Uh, you know, he was uh, he missed the extra point earlier in the fourth quarter, but then he came through with those big field goals. When it's out of your like, Gino, you you guys got the the ball into position, and then you go off the field so the kicker and the special teams can go to work. Are you nervous in those moments? Do you watch or not watch? What? How do you feel? I mean, we are, listen, at the end of the day, we're all expected to do our jobs. And, um, you know, we expect him to make that. Uh, he expects to make that. And um, But if he doesn't, at the end of the day, we got to have his back, just like we would too. Like when we didn't make the two-point conversion, you know what I mean? He could have kicked the extra point, but we tried to go for it and we didn't get it. So um, it's just the trust factor, man. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And, and you know, the one that really counted and we really needed him, you know, to finish the game and all that, he did what he had to do. So, when you make plays like that at the end of the game, you know, people forget about the little mistakes that you had. Um, you're going into Saskatchewan. Look, they're all big games for you guys. Uh, you, you can't really afford many more losses to get into the postseason. Um, do, do you think about those two disappointing games earlier this year against Saskatchewan? Or, like, is that motivation? Or have you totally filed those away and moved on? Uh, I think it's a little mixture of, of all of them, man. Um, obviously, it's frustrating just to know the position that we're in and if we did win those games, you know. Um, but one thing we can say that we were in both of those games and, um, you know, we, we, we gave ourselves the opportunity and we just didn't, you know, uh, capitalize on a couple of plays. So, uh, you know, for us, yeah, we, we see that, but we're just trying to make, uh, just correct the mistakes that we had in those games and uh, get this win, um, you know what I'm saying? But we're excited to play this game. Uh, we know the circumstances. We know – uh, how much this means for us and, and Saskatchewan too. So uh, we're, we're ready to go out there, man, and have a hell of a game. All right, last one for you. I, I asked Trey this question when I got to talk to him about a month ago, and he said the public library. I didn't expect that. What's your favorite thing about Edmonton now that you've been an Edmontonian for a few months? My favorite thing about Edmonton, uh, Marble Swag. Oh, you like the ice cream, eh? Marble, yeah, marble slab. I'm gonna say that I, I've never seen a marble slab in my life until I got here. That that was that was a big surprise to me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't expect a form of junk food to be a pro athlete's favorite yeah. thing. So there you go. There's your guilty pleasure, <laughs> Eugene. It's been a pleasure uh, watching you play uh, so far this season, and I know you missed some games with an injury too. So glad to see you back healthy. Thanks for popping on tonight. All the best in Regina. Hey, thanks, guys. You guys have a great time. Good night. Thank you. That's Eugene Lewis from your Edmonton Elks.